Whole lot going on in the sports world on this Thursday evening. The Big Ten chancellors and presidents have a meeting scheduled right now to vote on the addition of USC and UCLA to the conference. And the free agency window has opened in the NBA. One move that will now become official is Jalen Brunson signing a free agent contract with the New York Knicks. We expect many more to roll in over the next couple of hours, and maybe, just maybe, we'll find something about where Kevin Durant is headed after he requested a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets earlier this afternoon. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also catch us streaming on ESPN+. Plus. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott with you always Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join in the conversation. The number to get in, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to know from you, what is the best landing spot for Kevin Durant? He has a list that is out there. Sources telling ESPN that list has the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat on it. And oddly enough, after Kevin Durant released that list, Randy Scott Vegas changed the odds for the 2023 NBA champion. Caesars made the Suns the betting favorite to win the NBA title next season at plus 550 and dropping the Nets to plus 3,000. Hmm, seems like they might know a little thing or two about where <laughs> Kevin Durant could be headed, but there's so much to get into here. Um, and I just kind of have tried to like think about this the last couple of hours and where free agency is headed. And also how this has become sign-and-trade agency, for for lack of a better term. And what Chris Carlin, the voice you heard there in the rejoin, was talking about is exactly what we're seeing here with Kevin Durant. You don't like the circumstances of your situation. Four years under contract left. Be damned. You're going to find your way out of there if you are a certain caliber of player. And it appears that Kevin Durant is headed that way in a divorce with the Brooklyn Nets. I feel bad for the Nets. I feel bad for their fans. I don't feel too bad for the bandwagoners that have joined the party in recent years, right, the past couple of seasons. I feel bad for any franchise that thought that they were getting the good of Kyrie because it is great. The offensive talent is generational. He's missed 130 games over the last three seasons. So he's missed a full season and a half. Hasn't returned any of the money. You know, you hamstrung the team, and that, and that, and that's that's what it is. Like he's a professional athlete; the contracts are what they are. He's earned that right. His career, his game seven shot for the Cavs in the finals, all of it. You kind of knew what you were getting into. So my level of sympathy only goes so far for the Brooklyn Nets. The Durant aspect of this is frustrating. You sign a five year deal, you're one year into it, and you're out. But the money that's being thrown around now, as I'm kind of keeping one eye, Courtney, on. Adrian Wojnarowski's Twitter feed. I'm keeping yes. one eye on NBA Twitter, which is fast and furious. And I kind of chuckle at the whole, like, you know, all right, listen, we're not on, it's tampering until 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Well, okay, but these deals didn't come together in the first seconds of free agency. You know, these tweets were in drafts folders, and here we go throwing them out. It's fascinating to me how the balance of power will shift when one man, and it's not Kyrie, when KD decides where he's going and what that team is giving up. It is going to just send a shockwave, a ripple effect, and it's going to shift the balance of power. So you're right. Vegas saying what they say certainly means that they have an understanding of at least Kevin Durant's preference. But once or if that becomes official, that's when the Western Conference would obviously change and the Eastern Conference would feel a lot more settled. Because right now, as it like right this minute, 6.06 p.m. Eastern, Brooklyn is still 
among the most talented rosters in the Eastern Conference. In three minutes, we will give you an update on all of the latest free agency happenings, the signings that you might have heard of that now became official. But Kevin Durant has dominated the news cycle all afternoon for his want out of Brooklyn. And many of you are probably scratching your head thinking, huh, I thought that he wanted to play with Kyrie Irving, who on Monday night opted into his $36.5 million player option. He did not get the long-term deal that he had sought after with the Brooklyn Nets, but he basically had this short-term agreement with the Nets to play for this season. Now, if you think of this thing logically, those two came to Brooklyn together. They're probably going to be leaving Brooklyn together And there are reports out there, including one from Woj, that those two would like to team up again on someone else's team, which would have the Brooklyn Nets having to facilitate sign-and-trades for both of them in getting out of Brooklyn and going somewhere else. Realistically, doesn't feel like Brooklyn's going to go to the trouble to make all of that happen. But could we see Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving again as a package deal? Here's Woj. Two things have to happen, right? The team has to want both of them, and there's got to be a deal that makes sense. That's an immense amount of salary uh, going out. Uh, I think they'll evaluate all of it. They have to. Certainly, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, I'm sure it's a scenario that's going to appeal to them. They've wanted to play together. They want to continue to play together. Uh, But the sense is they don't want to do it together in Brooklyn anymore. So... I'm not even I can't even wrap my head around the fact of them going somewhere else together because of all that we know about the way that this Brooklyn Nets tenure has ended, all of the toxicity that, uh, you know, honestly, both of them in a way have imparted on this franchise. I know Kyrie Irving gets a whole hell of a lot of the blame and deservedly so because of some of the antics that he's displayed. But Kevin Durant here, after all of this, like it's very clear he loves Kyrie Irving and it's beyond basketball. But now because Kyrie Irving didn't get what he wants, and we talked with Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News. He covers the Nets. He had originally broken a story earlier this week given the fact that none of the six teams on Kyrie Irving's list that he released last Thursday were able to pull anything off or really showed any interest in trying to get him out of Brooklyn. Now Kevin Durant is basically saying, well, because you didn't give my guy what he wanted, I would like to go somewhere else. I mean, if there's any form of loyalty uh, in terms of player empowerment and another player sticking up for another player, Randy, I feel like this is it. But – It makes me wonder, I mean, how much are we going to, how much do we blame Kevin Durant for this entire situation of how it's panning out now? Because in fairness, it looked like, okay, he got what he wanted. Kyrie Irving is staying in Brooklyn, go win a championship together. And now it almost looks like he got what he wanted, but was like, yeah, no thanks anyways, I'm going somewhere else. I thought this was supposed to be about Kevin Durant, but if he's making it about, well, you didn't give Kyrie this in terms of a max extension. Yeah. Like, I'm still not happy with you. I thought it was supposed to be him making a decision independent of Kyrie. The loyalty discussion that we had earlier in the show, like, maybe, you know, we looked at it in terms of player to team or team showing loyalty to player. We didn't think about, or I didn't think about it in the time. I sort of framed it narrowly. I didn't think about player to player loyalty, like showing loyalty to your teammate to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, uprooting your life, uprooting your family, and then leaving that sort of wake in, you know, behind you of wrecking franchises. But Kevin Durant has been aware of his legacy with regard to this. He had a quote where he said, I've been dead since July 4th, 2016. 
And he's talking about his reputation. He's talking about his public perception. And he's pointing specifically to the day when he left for in free agency and joined a super team already in progress. Right? He joined the Warriors at the time. So I don't think he cares. I Well, you can't say that of a guy who has burners, but burner Twitter accounts. He's aware of his perception, but he is not afraid to lean into villainy for a good cause. In this case, his friend, his relationship with Kyrie. Okay, a couple of updates for you. We're 10 minutes into the official start of NBA free agency. These all coming from Woj. Two-time NBA MVP Nikola Jokic has agreed to a five-year, $264 million Supermax contract extension with the Nuggets. All-star guard Bradley Beal has agreed to a five-year, $251 million max contract to stay with the Washington Wizards. As you'll remember, yesterday he opted out in order to get this. He had to to get the max. Free agent guard P.J. Tucker is finalizing a three-year, $33.2 million fully guaranteed deal with the Philadelphia 76ers of all of the ones that we've mentioned. That's a big one. Let's not bury the lead here just because there's Kevin Durant news going on. This is Daryl Morey is being very active in free agency and doing all the things they did last week coupled with the draft. This Philadelphia 76ers team is going to be turning some heads considering the moves that they are making in free agency. And rounding that out, Portland Trailblazers guard Anthony Simons is has agreed to a four-year, $100 million contract extension as well. Plenty more free agency talk on the way. We also want to hear from you on the CC call-in line. Best landing spot for Kevin Durant. He says that he wants to go to Phoenix or the Miami Heat. Can you make the case for another team in the NBA? We'll take your calls next. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729. 3776. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott sitting in for the guys on this busy Thursday evening. We're still waiting to hear what's going on in the Big Ten Presidents and Chancellors meeting. Could find out tonight 
if USC and UCLA will officially be voted into the conference. And we're tracking everything minute by minute in NBA free agency. We are now 18 minutes into free agency this this uh, Thursday evening. couple more updates, courtesy of Woj. Uh, free agent center Damian Jones has agreed to a two-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Amir Coffey agreed to a three-year, $11 million deal with the Clippers. These are some of the smaller ones, but free agent guard Tyus Jones is going to return to the Memphis Grizzlies. That's John Morant's backup guard on a two-year, $30 million deal. Bobby Portis returning to the Milwaukee Bucks on a four-year deal worth $49 million. We will keep you abreast of these as they roll in. But one player who remains with his current team, as it stands right now, but could still be in the works to move somewhere else, is Kyrie Irving, of all people. Um, Randy, this is interesting because I remember earlier in the week when he opted into his deal with the Brooklyn Nets, which is worth his player options $36.5 million. He had a lot of reasons to do that. I remember the the conversation at that point was don't rule out a trade still for Kyrie Irving. And at that point, I'm thinking, pish posh, this is not <laughs> happening. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they're sticking together. They're going to go try to win this thing and actually play an entire season together. But now that KD is very likely on the move after requesting a trade earlier today, I feel like Kyrie Irving to the Lakers just got really real. He wants to, he wants to go to Los Angeles and who doesn't? Um, but home in the Brooklyn area, home in the tri-state, was supposed to be a reason why Kyrie wouldn't go full Kyrie while he was with the Nets, right? You never, never want to go full Kyrie, and he and, and, and he did. So I, I don't know that reuniting with LeBron, and how does that work with Russell Westbrook, or would the money have to work to where it is an even swap? Because I remember, cannot imagine the two of them together, and as far as a team that is strapped financially, yeah. he would still have to... I believe he would still have to take a considerable pay cut um, from the Los Angeles Lakers, at least for, for right now. And Russell Westbrook would have to be out of there on a trade. There's no way they could keep both of them. And you'd think that if Kyrie Irving ends up going to, you know, going to LA and, and Russ to to Brooklyn, that maybe those two teams are not done in trying to acquire more players from each other's teams. Westbrook's salary for this coming season is about $42 million. It's 41 and change. Kyrie at 37. I mean, that money's close enough to where it works, and you're sort of unloading two problems. You know, mm-hmm. there's a uh, you know quote when it comes to putting deals together. It's like, I don't, I don't, why would I trade my asset for your problem? I've heard it on the Ryan Rossillo podcast. I've heard it on other NBA uh, conversations with regard to deals, and the, but this is a situation where you have two expensive problems. Russell Westbrook is not the locker room problem that Kyrie Irving has been or could be or a front office headache, but his inability to score the basketball is very real. And you've got a closing window with regard to LeBron James in that uniform and a chance to win a title, assuming health for Anthony Davis, which is no safe assumption by any means. But Kyrie, say what you will, when he's right, when he's motivated, when he's playing, mm-hmm. and maybe LeBron James can be the voice in the air to do all of those things. When he is that, he is scoring the basketball is the least of your problems. Yeah, and according to our Brian Windhorst, the Lakers could potentially make a play not only for Kyrie Irving, but for Kevin Durant as well. Windhorst on NBA Today this afternoon saying that that idea was floated to him and that the Lakers would potentially have to package that so you could trade for both of them. So would that end up being trading Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis to be able to get Kevin Durant 
and Kyrie Irving, my head would explode, and I don't know if we'd be able to, 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 to fully explain just the magnitude of what that would mean for the dynamic changing in the West as much as it would, because right now it looks like it's the Warriors to lose, but that would certainly change things. And just how this thing would happen, because you think about the Lakers right now and the team salary cap and, and how unflexible it is, if they could pull this off, even with their depth issues, I feel like this is a totally different Lakers team than it is currently as it stands. It would be wholly Monumental. different. Monumental. Monumentally different. It would be all of the memes that we've seen. I, I'm trying to think of the different photoshops that we've seen through the years in Laker uniforms where it's been like, who says no? You know, and it's Paul George, LeBron, Kawhi. You remember that one? I mean, remember like the idea that they were all going to play together in a Lakers uniform and instead two-thirds of them ended up uh, you know, with the with the Clippers, but it would be that come to life. I mean, if you had Anthony Davis, if you had LeBron, and if you had Kevin Durant, I mean, gosh, would you add Kyrie to that? Like, there's there's just no way it's affordable, and there's no way personality wise, Kevin Durant wants to join that. I the Phoenix idea now now that Devin Booker is locked up, him is signing an extension here yep. uh, moments ago, a two hundred fifteen million dollar extension. With Devin Booker locked up, with Chris Paul there and Monty Williams there, I at least see why Kevin Durant wants to join that. I don't see why Phoenix would welcome Kyrie Irving on top of it. Yeah, I can't see that one either, but I can certainly see the Lakers for a number of various reasons. Kenny and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So before this whole thing popped off today with Kevin Durant, like it was assumed that the Lakers are either going to have to sign Kyrie with the pack with the taxpayer, um, the, the the you know the league minimum exemption, or they would have to have a third team in the mix that's not Brooklyn to send Russell Westbrook in that sign and trade because trading Russ to Brooklyn, as we said, with Durant there made no sense. But if Durant's not going to be there, and if they're planning to get like a massive haul for Durant, it makes sense for the Nets now. To um to acquire Westbrook, and for Westbrook, who might not be like the biggest asset as it currently stands for someone like the Brooklyn Nets, a team like the Brooklyn Nets, that gives them a lot of flexibility too of what they would be able to command because they'd have to give the Nets value in a trade that would likely include maybe some like unprotected future first round picks as well as a swap. So this one gets very exciting because earlier in the week. The Lakers apparently were the only team that was interested in signing uh, Kyrie Irving for the for the mid-level exemption of what would be $6 million, a massive pay cut from where he stands right now. Who knows? We're 25 minutes into free agency. This thing could get very interesting as the night wears on. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Coming up next, UCLA and USC are planning to move from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten as early as 2024, we get into a bombshell day in college athletics with an expert next, Kenny and Carlin. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Busy day in college athletics. The Big Ten is expected to welcome in USC and U- USC and UCLA as new member institutions after a deal that came together rather quickly and is apparently being voted on as we speak by the Big Ten presidents, presidents and chancellors. They have been in a meeting for the last 30-plus minutes. We should hopefully find out something soon about how quickly this deal will get put through. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's tap in with Adam Rittenberg. He covers college football for ESPN.com. Adam, the shock factor is now worn off for me in seeing what a super conference looks like, and it feels like we're headed towards having two with the Big Ten and the SEC. We know right now that USC and UCLA are headed that it's headed that way. Are, is the Big Ten eyeing anyone else? And potentially, could there be another name brought up in this meeting tonight with, between the pre- Big Ten presidents and chancellors? Yeah, Courtney, I'm told this is really about the two LA schools, and that again, it's important to note that this was not something the Big Ten initiated. It was coming from USC and UCLA the interest and obviously the desire to join the Big Ten. So it it was coming from their side, and it's, again, hard to say no, especially to to those two brands, especially to a brand like USC in football. So I I don't think there's another school or another group of schools that are imminently going to be on the Big Ten's radar. But because we are undoubtedly in the Super Conference era, I think it's naive to think that this is it. And, um, you know, they could continue to look at the Pac-12, whether it's a school like Oregon or, or Washington, you know, maybe even the other two California schools, Stanford and Cal, they've, they've obviously uh, been connected to both U- USC and UCLA over the years. But, but, but I'm also told from sources that the school that I think is, will get the most energy, at least in Big Ten circles, is the one that always does, uh, which is Notre Dame. And I think what Notre Dame ends up doing uh, you know, in the future, especially in football, is going to be fascinating as the SEC gets stronger, as the Big Ten get stronger as we move into the super conference era you know as, as a source told me it's very almost unsustainable to be independent uh, that's not a notre dame source so maybe notre dame believes that it is sustainable but i think notre dame is a school to watch here in the coming weeks months and, and maybe years yeah it, we're not going to say we're not going to say the conference affiliation maybe of the source uh saying that about notre dame but it really does sort of force the irish's hand and you wonder what the deciding factor is going to be in what they do is it going to be sticking with their old rivalries right their ability to make those rivalries the stanford's the um you know i mean goodness i mean navy's in that group too speaking of independence but but stanford and in usc and on down the line is it the ability to make them part of a conference schedule or is it still the ability to have a national footprint which seemingly as we've talked about media markets and and how the Big Ten conference has expanded and continues to do so the Big Ten has a cornerstone on that relative or at least in contrast to what the SEC is doing so I guess if you could Adam let's be more reckless about Notre Dame what do you think is going to factor most into their decision is it going to be the old rivalries is it going to be the national footprint 
I, I think it ha- you have to just look at the money too, Randy. I mean, <laughs> that, that that's what that's what what, what drove uh, a lot of these decisions. You know, from established brands, Oklahoma, Texas, going to the SEC, you know, USC and UCLA on the verge of coming to the Big Ten. You just have to look at it from a business standpoint and how much more revenue you could get as part of a conference. And, you know, obviously you know, the big 10 would, would make the most sense of those two super conferences, as opposed to staying in the ACC for all of your other sports and being independent in football. Now the independence in football is still a, you know, a, a very valuable thing and a cornerstone of who Notre Dame is, but they also have to look just, just from a unemotional uh, standpoint and, and, and look at the, look at the bottom line of what, uh, the, the, the Big Ten's new revenue deal will be, or sorry, the television deal will be from a revenue standpoint, what the SEC's will be once Oklahoma and Texas join that conference, and you crunch the numbers. Again, I, I, I don't think it's in their financial best interest to remain independent, but that may not matter. Notre Dame's done, done, obviously you know, been, been sustainable in, in this way for a long time. So it, it, but, I, again, I think they have to take a long, hard look at, at what's happening around the country uh, and, and again, the, these two areas or conferences, super conferences that are distancing themselves from everybody else from a, from a, a money standpoint. We're talking with Adam Rittenberg. He covers college football for ESPN and ESPN.com. As you had mentioned, some of the media rights as it pertains to Notre Dame, while the Big Ten's currently renegotiating their media rights and they're going to gain two major brands in the process, we know that those negotiations were supposed to conclude in May. And then there was this big delay, no real explanation. And we're hearing, you know, about the, the, the amount that USC and UCLA could draw in. That alone, if that tops $100 million, what do you think that means for the overall media rights package for the Big Ten Conference? Right, Courtney. It was already going to be a, a record media rights agreement. And you know, now it's going to be even more so. Uh, with with these two teams, part of it, assuming that you know it does go through, you know now that now that this has happened, I mean, if there's going to be more teams that are aiming to get in the Big Ten, or you know, who who, who knows what, what what the coming weeks will bring? But I I can tell you that on on May second, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, told Heather Dinich and I that you know he he was hoping to get at least the basic parameters of these this deal done by Memorial Day, and we're sitting here almost a month later. You know, now we know why. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's going to be a massive agreement. And obviously bringing in the L.A. Uh, market is is significant. You know, Fox has been, uh, you know, the anchor partner for the Big Ten. They, they're obviously based in L.A. Uh, they, they, they want UCLA and, and USC in, in Ohio Stadium and Michigan Stadium and Beaver Stadium and so forth. And so it's, it's going to be a deal that uh, it, it kind of rocks the college football landscape, but also – uh, you know, shows what these media agreements are going to be like going forward. And, 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 and really the, the, the first one of these, and again, we are in the super conference era. And so everything we do from now, now on in college athletics, it, it's, it's tied to this new reality uh, of, of these two leagues being so far out ahead of everybody else in terms of revenue. Adam, before we let you go, I think about the NCAA in the big picture here, and we've talked for for years now about what it's going to take for the NCAA to cease to exist in its current form. Does this not feel like their power that they have over Power Five conferences is going to become obsolete here in the coming years? Yeah, w- without a doubt. I, I think football is, is again, one bigger step closer to being on its own. Uh, and, I, again, I, I really think about – 
the the sports outside of football, especially the the, the Olympic sports in the Pac-12 that have such an incredible uh, tradition of championships. You know, at UCLA, at USC. You know, what are they going to do? Um, are they just going to play conference road games in the Midwest and the East Coast? Is that just going to be how it is? Or, or can there be still a way to keep those sports under an NCAA umbrella, maybe in a different conference setup, and then just let football be on its own? Because it's obviously easier to create football matchups and, 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 and have the TV and, 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 and maximize all the value there. But th- th- that, th- those questions are, are still uh, very, very uh, relevant right now, uh, and, and certainly the future of the NCAA is, is a big, big topic in addition to uh, what we're talking about today with, with USC and UCLA on the verge of joining the Big Ten. And it could be as early as tonight if that we find out when that may happen. Sources confirming to ESPN that it could happen as early as 2024. Big Ten presidents and chancellors currently holding a meeting to discuss voting in USC and UCLA to add 16 teams total to the Big Ten. He is Adam Rittenberg, ESPN College Football Senior Writer, joining Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott here on Canty and Carlin. Adam, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, straight ahead, we're going to get you up to date with all of the big NBA signings. We are 41 minutes into the start of free agency. Plus, Randy's going to tell me where to get the best <laughs> slice of New York pizza. That's next, Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, it's 6.45 Eastern time. I am thinking after I get out of here when the show is off air that I'm going to go get a slice of New York pizza. So me, being from Chicago and being a deep dish person, I don't know much about New York pizza other than the few times I've had it while I've been in the city. And Randy, being an East Coast person, yes, I'm aware he's from Boston, um, uh. said that he had some recommendations for me, and he really got me going. He's like, oh, I've got this great place. Starts with an S. Let me Hold on. Let me find it. I, gotta ha- and I don't know how to spell it. So I'm sitting here patiently waiting. And right as we're about to go into a segment, he starts spelling it for me. You know how he spells it? S-B-A-R-R-O. I got got. It was Are you proud of yourself for this? You're like I, laughing. Like, I'm so sorry. Just, just unbelievable I'm, hatred here. I, 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 so I am also like a Chicago deep dish enthusiast. That's like, good. That's I, good I'm on the right side of history with that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I just I thought of the office. You know, any, anytime anybody's like, oh, you know, I'm favorite slice of New York pizza, favorite pizza when I'm in New York, it's this. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like saying skyline when you're in Chicago for a a hot dog or something. But all right, so in order to help you out, and I will say there's only like Did you look something up for me? Of course I did. Thank you. There's only one there's only one um Sabaro like in lower Manhattan. The Sabaro still exists? Yeah, I think they're kinda yeah, they're kinda like fading a little bit. It's an airport food is what we figured out. It's an elite airport food. That's a fact. Not that far from the seaport, and again, you'd have to cross the FDR, so maybe you get a car to do this. Do you want me to walk like I don't it's New York, it's a walkable city. Justinos. Justino's Pizza, not that far from where you're at. How many miles are we talking about Love, here? For me? Miles? Wa- blocks, to, to, kid. To walk across the bridge? Blocks, kid. Uh, no, no, don't go to Brooklyn. No, no, no. You stay in Manhattan. You said the FDR. Is that a road or the is F- that a bridge? The FDR is a, is a road. I think you can walk under it. There's a street. Line. It's, it's the highway that's nearest. Not highway. It's a throughway near where you are. Anyway, you walk up uh, Fulton Street. 
I got one block, two block, three block, four block, four and a half blocks. It's past the Taco Bell on the left hand side. Okay. So Justino's. So I can go get a Supreme Wrap or a Crunch Wrap, whatever they're called, and then I can go get something get a, that tastes better than Sabaro. Get a Mexican pizza and then a regular pizza. Ooh, that would be boom. Good. Might not feel so great when I'm on air tomorrow Don't morning, worry about that. but um, that's, tomorrow's, that's tomorrow's problem. That's tomorrow's problem. I, li- I like how you think, Randy. I like how you <laughs> that's think. That's exactly it. Or if you want to take a cab, it's Scar's Pizza on Orchard Street. It's it's probably a car. Take an Uber, take all something right, like that. Taking Scars. a taxi and taking some Pepsid later on Two tonight, hours. and then tomorrow I yes. will detail all of this on Canty and Carlin, Sabaro. ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, hanging out for the guys on this free agency frenzy of a Thursday. And we were fortunate to have been joined by a whole slew of guests to help us break down NBA free agency. Tim Bontemps, the NBA writer. Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA reporter as well. Chris Carlin, the host of Canty and Carlin, right here on ESPN Radio. And also a lot of breaking news in the college football world as well that we got to talk to Heather Dinich, Adam Rittenberg, John Wilner about, USC and UCLA set to join the Big Ten Conference. We are still awaiting word of what comes out of that commissioner's meeting with the presidents and chancellors uh, tonight from the Big Ten. That meeting started at 6 p.m. Eastern time, hoping to hear a little bit more before we go to bed as to whether the Big Ten will now become the Big 16 (laughs) when they inevitably add USC and UCLA and everybody we've talked to today, Randy says they're not done either. And maybe it's the two other California schools, whether that's Stanford and Cal, maybe it's Oregon feels like the Alliance that was out the window. That gentleman's agreement of like, please don't poach our schools. Okay. That didn't happen. Um, I wonder what that text message looks (laughs) like between George Klievkoff of the PAC 12 and Kevin Warren of the big 10. But nonetheless, A very busy day in the college football world. We are just a couple of weeks away from media days and all of those preseason things happening. And also in the NBA, lots of things that are going on in free agency right now. Obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, you found out that Kevin Durant no longer wants to be with the Brooklyn Nets. He requested a trade out of Brooklyn under 72 hours after Kyrie Irving opted into his $36.5 million player option. And now it appears, Randy, that neither of them are going to be in Brooklyn this season. Now, and you feel for Brooklyn because you can only go into something presuming that, you know, the uh, exchange of goods and services is going to take place, right? Yep. I mean, you you sign someone to a five-year max, you assume you're going to get more than just a season with them, talking about Kevin Durant, and you sign someone in Kyrie Irving, you're going to assume that you're going to get more games played than not, and Kyrie Irving decided to not play 130 games over the last Three seasons. Uh, it's not an insignificant amount of time missed. It's not an insignificant impact on the overall ceiling of the franchise. You you would think like I, you're you're sort of playing the what if game, and and I know it's not productive at all. But if you were to go back and say that they made a deeper run in these playoffs, and they ran into a Boston Celtics team that ended up sure. playing playing in the finals for the NBA title, but the way they were unceremoniously dispatched, the way Boston was able to overcome a transcendent playoff performance from Kyrie. You just wonder if Kyrie and KD looked around in that locker room after that game or after the series and thought, it's not going to get better here. It's not going to get better here. And if the conversations were already going between Kyrie's camp and the Brooklyn Nets about, listen, we're not going to give him the super, whatever max that he's eligible for, he's not getting it here. So if Kyrie is bemoaning that to KD and KD is as loyal of a friend as it sounds like he is to Kyrie, 
that's it. I mean, that decision was made at that point of the postseason, which is to say very early. And I just wonder if they made a deeper run if they'd give this a full shot, a full 82-game season to be able to fully evaluate what they have there in Brooklyn. Yeah, and we all thought Kevin Durant and still probably do think that he doesn't have a whole ton of leverage here because he has four years remaining on the max extension he signed last offseason and his list of potential teams he wants to go to right now and consist of the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. Well, if you're the Brooklyn Nets and it does feel like they are headed towards a rebuild here and it's unfortunate given the circumstances, maybe they just went after the wrong sort of players to make up a ke- the chemistry of a, of a roster that's sustainable. Like it just doesn't feel realistic at this point that they can do anything other than rebuild. But why would you send them to the Miami Heat? You're in they're in the East too. Right. But like that doesn't right. make any sense. No. Like, but, you know, like Chris Carlin, host of Candy and Carlin, has talked about and told us earlier today, like this era of player empowerment, if you're at a certain level of star, if you're not happy, you get out of there by saying, I don't want to be here. And all of a sudden the team will bend over backwards to make something happen for you. Now, Kevin Durant and what he apparently wants, I'm not so sure the Brooklyn Nets want to facilitate I'm almost certain that they don't want to facilitate getting Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant out together at the same spot. No, zero chance. And that that is what makes, though, the Lakers, I don't want to say dream because it's a nightmare for most other franchises, but the opportunity and the possibility of Kyrie and KD going to the Lakers, which Brian Windhurst seemed so pained relaying to the folks on the ESPN uh, NBA Today free agency special right now presented by Kia that's on ESPN. He seemed to be in physical pain as he relayed the possibility that he had been told. So he's told by sources that the Lakers have the trade package available to probably pry those two assets away from Brooklyn. And he seemed just hesitant to even put it out there because it has absolutely taken off on social media. And it's only a matter of time before we see the the Photoshop artists come through. Well, I'm looking on Twitter right now. They are there. They have certainly delivered. And it's funny because earlier in the week when Kyrie Irving was deciding what he was going to do, the Lakers were really the only team on his list of six that he released that seemed to show any sort of interest. Now, at that point, he would have had to take the taxpayer mid-level exemption worth like $6.4 million, and he ended up realizing Coming, coming to his senses that, huh, I missed out on like $17 million last season because I sat out all those games. I probably can't afford to take a $30 million pay cut. Um, but who knows how this happens? I mean, he may have opted into his option, $36.5 million worth, with the Brooklyn Nets. But even back on Monday, there was the idea floated that, hey, this might not be completely concrete at this point. And lo and behold, now we're waiting to see what happens with Kevin Durant. You know, like Tim Bontemps told us on the show earlier this evening, the rest of the NBA can't, like, they're going to have to wait. Kevin Durant could very well hold up the process of how free agency works with free agents moving around because um, everybody, whether you have the assets yeah. right now or not, if Kevin yeah. Durant becomes available via trade, you listen that no is, matter what. It's a, it's, a, it's a very, you know, he's the sun at the center of this particular, uh, this particular constellation, this, this particular galaxy here. You're right. He is the one who will decide it. All right, we're out of here. More coming your way and NBA free agency coming up next. Spain and Fitz, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.